Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to VSC Season 3. Today's webinar will be a webinar focused on law. If you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. And we at Virtual Student Experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And if you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect you with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits their personality, skills, and overall interests. Through VSC, you'll be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a wide variety of seniority levels. And to find out more information and to sign up to be notified about other webinars, you can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. But before we get started, I just wanna let you know how this is going to work. So firstly, I'm going to be asking our guest professional that I'll introduce in a second, a series of base knowledge questions so that you can get a good idea of who she is and what she does. If at any time you have a question you think of, feel free to post it in the Q&A module and we'll get to it in the later part of the webinar. We highly recommend that you ask questions during this webinar because it's the opportunity to get an answer right here, right now, instead of reading about it later on the internet. And just real quickly, introducing our VSC core team of volunteers, we have Beckett, Gabby, Jonathan, Coco, Tommy, and Audrey. And our very special guest today is Dr. Sarah Sipasi. Sarah Sipasi is the founder and managing attorney of Sipasi Legal PC, a law firm based in Los Angeles, California. Her professional journey began at the University of California, Santa Barbara, where she earned du her dual bachelor degrees in political science and Spanish. After a two semester immersion in the Spanish language and culture at Universidad Campus Madrid, she attended law school at the University of California, Hastings College of Law in San Francisco. And after briefly pursuing her short-lived dream of becoming a criminal prosecutor, she found herself in the private sector at two national labor and employment firms. After six years of employment litigation at two of the nation's most prominent employment law firms, she founded her own practice in 2020. Ms. Sipasi's current practice is founded, focused on employment counseling and compliance, real estate services, and outside general counsel services for the California restaurant and hospitality industry. We're very honored to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. And then just to start us off, can you tell us what does it mean to be a lawyer? And maybe what are some few options of different ways that someone can practice law? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think the best way to think about it is there's a couple different like buckets of law. There's litigation, which is kind of what you would think of when you see a lawyer on TV in the courtroom. They're usually arguing about something one party was wronged, another party is the one that did whatever kind of wrongdoing and they are fighting about it, often in court, sometimes outside of court. Um, so that's one area. Another area is um, transactional law. So that would include things like uh, estate planning. So planning for your future um, after somebody passes away or um, is incapacitated, how to deal with um, distributing assets 
that's one area. Um, there's like real estate, anything that is more of a transaction where you're um, using lawyers to create something. Um, so litigation is like you often um, adversarial and destructive. Transactional is usually um, a little bit more common goal driven <laughs> and uh, often can be very, very detailed. Um, one, one area certainly more animated litigation is uh, what you would think of with the high, high stakes courtroom, law and order, that, that's kind of like the litigation uh, area. And, um, and within that, there's several different areas. Um, and then the kind of the third bucket would be criminal. Criminal law really is um, separate from uh, litigation and transactional law. So litigation and transactional law would fall under like a civil practice and um, criminal law would fall under a criminal practice. So they just, basically the difference is they follow different rules. Um, and several other differences, but that's kind of like the big picture. Awesome, I mean, thank you so much for that really great overview. Can you tell us a little bit about the area of law that you focused on and really how did you end up choosing that area? Yeah, so uh, I am an employment attorney and the way I came across uh, my area was kind of coincidental. So I initially thought I wanted to be a criminal prosecutor. I thought I wanna be in the courtroom I want to be like the lawyer that you see on TV where it's interesting and your cases are like um, like affecting the whole criminal justice system and and being a lawyer is like not really like that. Um, it might look like that um, from the outside at times, um, but there's a very small portion of attorneys that um, are in the courtroom and having doing all that all the time. Um, but one of those one of those groups would be uh, the criminal prosecutor's office, which is uh, known as like the district attorney's office. So I actually, after law school, clerked there for a little while. And then um, they weren't hiring at the time um, when you know I was past the bar ready to get a job. Um, so that, that job was considered public sector. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, am I gonna interview and get a job? It was like, is the state of California hiring criminal prosecutors this year? Um, and so when I had applied, there was a hiring freeze. So I actually just like went into civil thinking like, well, I just need a job. <laughs> and um, and I'm gonna to try to get like some skill sets and see what happens. Uh, and I stumbled across employment law and I actually, loved employment law because it was um, a way to work with businesses and tell them how to deal with their employees, but it wasn't limited to a different industry, like to any industry in particular. So I was able to um, work with like restaurants and hospitality and airlines and manufacturing. And so like, it was really interesting. So, um, and that's what I do now as well. So I do, yeah, labor and employment. Awesome, that's really great. And then I guess when you were trying to break into, were there any concrete steps and requirements involved in becoming a lawyer? Yeah, so um, steps in becoming a lawyer would involve um, 
So you're in a four-year university typically, and um, if you're applying to a law school in in the United States, you would um, you would take an exam called uh, the LSAT, um, which some of you may be familiar with, although honestly, it it's been a few years for me now. Um, so I don't know if they've changed it or what, but I just remember that during mine, um, there was a huge commotion outside during my entire exam. So it was very, uh, very distracting, but yes. So there's a standardized exam um, called the LSAT. You, you would choose a major, some people, um, tend to say that certain majors prepare you better for law school than others. Um, is there some truth to that? I don't know. I think that there are, like there are some that are more common. Uh, so I was political science. That's a big common one. Other common ones are like English or um, like some kind of pre-law major, but really you can go to law school um, having majored in anything. Um, so those are the two big things, you know, choosing a um, a major and um, taking that exam. Um, and then there's, you know, preparing the law school applications, which is a whole journey on its own. Um, and I'm happy to elaborate on that if, if interested. Um, but yeah, those are, those are really like kind of the main things to prepare. Awesome, really great. And then I guess focusing on your education, can you tell me about the role that your education played to your success? And was it important to go to super really prestigious college and get super good grades? Um, well, they do, depending on where you are applying, they do place a certain emphasis on like your GPA and, um, and, and what kind of, you know, what kind of grades you get and are the test scores important? Sure. But it, you know, that's one piece. And at the end of the day, there are really successful attorneys who went to top tier schools. There are successful attorneys who went to much lower tier schools. And often the ones who went to lower tier schools are the ones who are more successful. Um, it's funny how that, that works. Um, there's always like a joke, a running joke in law school that says, you know, if you got like the A's, you're on the Supreme Court. If you got the B's, you're the one, you know, in the good law firms. And if you got the C's, you're the ones like, you're like the ones making all the money. So so I, I would say that law school, does um, really like, yes, they pay attention to grades, do as well as you can um, in your undergraduate uh, studies, but don't think that if you don't get good grades that law school isn't um, the right path. If you, if you want to become an attorney, um, there are schools for everybody. So, yeah. Awesome, and then I guess more focusing on your education, can you speak about some of the more important lessons that you took away from your education that helped you the most in your career? Yeah, um, I would say like in law school, uh, they, they're really teaching you a skill set. Um, it's not about like the cases or the subject areas. I don't remember anything about any of the subject areas or any of the rules or any of that. Um, it's a skill set. And so um, I think really learning how to read and absorb a lot of material and just pull out the the key points that's um that's something that my education taught me i don't it, it's difficult to distill large quantities of information um i think without that background um i think oral advocacy was something that i took from 
from my education. Um, and then I think also just trying to be a balanced person and, and recognize that, you know, law is, it does become an identity in some respects, but it's just one part of who you are and like what you do. And so I think um, what they tend to do in law schools, they overwhelm you to the point where, um, <laughs> you know, you're not eating and you're not sleeping and, and, but that does teach you how to like balance a busy workload and um, prioritize. And so I think, yeah, I think my education helped with that. Um, another thing I should have mentioned at the beginning was, so you, you called me Dr. Sapasi, which I appreciated. However, I, um, when you graduate law school, you are actually not, you, you receive a Juris Doctorate. Um, so it is a doctorate degree. Um, but, but most attorneys would not necessarily go by like doctor and then their, their last name, but, but what they would do is like they, sometimes they put like an ESQ at the end of their name. Um, and so that, that's just a diff, there's ways to recognize if a, an attorney, um, if someone is an attorney. Um, but yes, the, so, the, so the degree that you're kind of pursuing is called a, a, a JD, which is a Juris Doctorate, but we don't always get the doctor in front of our name, <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> is that the typical degree that I guess a lawyer would go for before trying to enter the workforce? Yeah, so that's actually, the, that's like the law degree. Um, in it may be called something different in other countries. I think in like Great Britain, it's called like solicitor or, some, or something along those lines. Um, but yes, it's, you, you would get your JD, um, your Juris Doctorate. And then some people like to, um, after law school, before they enter the workforce, there's something that they can get, which is called an LLM, um, which is like a master's of law. Um, and that is, uh, there's only few areas you could do that in if like you want to be a tax lawyer or something like that. Um, it's not the most common, but it's, it's available. Uh, and then some people also will like double up and get um, an MBA, like a, which, is, which stands for a master's of business administration. And so then they have um, a JD MBA. And so they just have lots of letters after their name, but <laughs> your standard lawyer just has a JD. Awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess schooling is one thing that can help to prepare you for um, your first few jobs. But while you're while you were in college, were there any other things that you did to really help you prepare for those first few jobs? Um, yeah, I honestly I did what I enjoyed. Um, I chose an area. I, you know, I double majored in uh, political science and Spanish, and I did that because I thought that I was interested in, in the world and politics and how governments and societies work. So I chose um, political science. Um, I thought I wanted to be like an international relations person. I wanted to be like this global lawyer. That's like not really a thing. People think it is, but it's, um, it's less so. There's, there's a smaller practice of like international law, but, but I think uh, for the most part, people focus uh, domestically um, but in terms of what I did in, in school, I honestly, and I, I would say I, there's not like a club or a thing I could, I could suggest to anyone. It's, I did what I enjoyed. I enjoyed my college experience. I knew that my education was going to take a long time. Um, I went abroad, I studied abroad. And I think that that, um, in Spain, and I, and I think that that added some, some perspective to, uh, just my life and, and, 
um, and how I approach education and, and things like that. But yeah, I would say there's, there's definitely like not one formula. So like, if you're not interested in political science, like don't do, you know, don't study that. Um, if you're interested in a foreign language, that's a perfectly legitimate major. Um, so yeah, so there really, I would say there's no like formula at all. Do like what you like. Hmm. Cool. And then I guess focusing more on in your career, can you speak about your time at Ford Harrison LLP? What were your responsibilities sure. and what your day-to-day -day looked like? Yeah. So that was really like my first like real job out of law school. Um, and that was, I took that after I um, worked for the district attorney as a, you know, I was in the prosecutor's office and um, I took that because I was like, okay, this is a law firm. They want to hire me. Like they look good. Like I didn't, I honestly didn't know very much about them going in. Um, but I think that's actually a very common experience for a lot of lawyers. Um, and so what I did was I, I worked um, under kind of the head of our office and it was incredible because basically she had a ton of clients and she asked me to like run her cases. Um, and I didn't know what that meant, right? At the time, I, but I think you, you figure it out. And so um, I would like encourage people to work somewhere where they will be getting like a lot of responsibility. Um, a lot of times, uh, what happens is people get hired at law firms that um, that are, you know, they're big and fancy and they pay a lot and you don't do very much. You do like one tiny thing on a case. Whereas like I was running eight litigation matters by myself as like, what year was I? Just a, a baby lawyer. Um, so, so I would say like, that was a place where I learned a ton and, um, you know, I spent, I was there for several years and I, I could have stayed longer. Um, I ended up going to a firm that was very similar uh, and continued to practice in labor and employment because that was like an area I enjoyed. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's what Ford Harrison was. <laughs> awesome. I mean, can you tell us about the, I guess, sort of skills that you used on that job? Yeah, um, well, time management is certainly one that you develop as a lawyer because there's never a moment where there's not something to do. There's always something to do um, on a case. Uh, you, I learned how to uh, inter like interface with different people and aspects of the case. So like when you're an attorney in a law firm, you have several different audiences. You have, you got to deal with the court. You have to deal with your boss. You have to deal with opposing counsel. You have to deal with your client. You need to remember who all these people are because you have eight or 10 cases and all of those cases have multiple components um, and all of them have multiple deadlines. Um, and sometimes like you don't even know, like you don't even know something is due because you don't know what that thing is. And then there's a deadline. So, so it's a lot of just like navigating um, the legal system and all the players involved. And, and I, I learned really, I think that Fort Harrison was like a training, like really trained me to know how to do that well. Awesome. And I guess looking back to 2020, when you founded your own practice, um, Sipasi Legal, can you talk about that experience? Yeah. So um, that is my practice now. And 
It's actually been amazing. It's really interesting because I spent years litigating. So I was um, doing labor and employment at, at um, the firms I mentioned previously, which means, what, what does that mean exactly? That means uh, I represented businesses who had issues with their employees, their employees would sue them and I would basically represent the company. And some people would say, oh, like that's, you know, the corporate route or whatever. But oftentimes, you know, I, I represented a lot of businesses who uh, wanted to do the right thing. We're trying to do everything with a lot of compliance and, um, you know, they had a bad seed or they had a bad something, some fallout occurred with the employee and, um, and there was a dispute and I handled that in court. Um, after years of that, you kind of, uh, you hone a skill where you kind of don't want to end up in court. You're kind of like, well, if only the company would have done X, Y, and Z, then we would not be here in the first place. And so um, I really sort of pivoted from litigation towards more of like a compliance and advice and counsel role. So currently I work with um, a lot of restaurants, um, some, some industry associations, um, and yeah, mostly I, I do a lot of like hospitality and restaurant work. Um, and I'm, I'm like teaching them how to stay out of court because I don't want to be in court anymore. You, it's after several years, like it's, it's very, it's very tolling. So, yeah. So how is starting your own law firm different than joining one? Well, when you join one, the thing is like, there's so much support, right? You have a secretary, you have a paralegal, you have an accounting department, um, you have a partner that you respond to, you, um, you work on cases that aren't yours. They're just like, it was assigned to you when you sat down at your desk. Um, when you have your own practice, you are like, you wear so many hats. You're the one who has to generate the client, you have to make sure the client is happy, you have to bill them, you have to make sure they pay you, <laughs> you have to make sure you pay yourself, you have to pay your employees. Um, and, and there's a lot and you, you know, there's marketing and things like that. So um, when you start out, it can feel like if you start your own business, it can feel very like, what do I do first? There's so much to do. Um, and so that's, that's been, uh, definitely an evolving process for me, but having now worked at law firms, I, I, I can see what worked and what didn't and kind of pick and choose what works in my business. And that has been really cool. Cause like you can personalize your own business and that's, that's a really awesome feeling. Cause it's yours. Yeah. Awesome. And then I guess now, especially in the time of the pandemic, what are the top three skills that you use now every day? Yeah, um, so a lot of what I do has is, like I said, compliance work and almost like reassuring the client and, and basically telling them what to do. And uh, the pandemic's been very uh, intellectually stimulating for many attorneys because we're expected to tell businesses what to do and we might not necessarily know the answer um, because the government doesn't know the answer. Nobody really knows the answer. So um, 
you know, and the laws are very, they're changing every day. Um, and so I think one thing that has been really useful to me is just trusting like that I have a skill set and I have something to offer and I can help business owners navigate a really challenging like regulatory time. And also um, like one thing that has, I think helps me is that I've always been interested in business. I've always wanted to work kind of hand in hand with my clients and like help them run their business in a way that's like practical, but also watches out for all of the litigation risk. It's, it's certainly different now because in the past I was dealing with the client when they were already in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. They came to me when they were already in a lawsuit. You're starting from a place where people are already kind of down a notch, right? They're, they need help getting out of a hole. Um, whereas now, and particularly in this pandemic, it's about how do you, um, how do you stay afloat and, and maintain an even keel and also run your business um, efficiently? and within the confines of, of the law. And so I, that, yeah, that has all awesome. been. Awesome. And then I guess in terms of guidance, can you tell us maybe some suggestions for paths to becoming a successful lawyer such as yourself? Oh, well, thank you. Um, so I think there's, there's so many paths and um, there's a lot of advice and comparison and ways to uh, look at the success of other people and be like, oh, that's, that's the right way to be a lawyer, like, like that girl or like that, you know, person um, or my cousin or whoever, right? Um, but there's, there's so many different areas of law and ways to be successful in this profession. And so my like number one tip that I would shout from the rooftops to all law students, if I could, um, is talk to attorneys who are practicing and find out what they do and what their day-to-day -day is like and what kinds of things that they work on, what, they're, what they like about their job, what they don't like, um, and ask them to refer you to one other attorney that they know that you could also talk to. Because um, one thing that I did, and I wish I maybe could have navigated this differently is like, I did not know very much about what it was like to be a lawyer before I went to law school. Um, and I think having that context will help you better navigate law school if, and when you're there. Um, so that's the first, uh, the second thing would be do a little homework about the finance, the financial piece of law school. Um, there's a lot of noise about student loans and where to go and what to do and what schools to go to and like have a decent, you're never going to be prepared. Um, law school is an extreme investment of financial resources, time, energy, everything. So uh, yeah, I would say just try to get information about what you're getting yourself into before you go, because um, I think I, like many people, almost viewed law school as like an extension of college. Like I was like, oh, this is, you know, more grown up university that's like specialized. And, and that's really not the case. You don't, you don't go to law school to learn how to keep your options open. You, you really go to law school to learn how to become an attorney. And so I would just really recommend that people don't just go to law school to go. Try, try to have like a reason.
Because I think a lot of lawyers, they won't admit it, but a lot of people went to law school because they, it was like the next thing to do. And I'm not saying have some crazy story that you're, you know, passionate about the law and like, you know, you don't need, it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. Um, you could be, just be interested in, in it and think it's a, a career you want to pursue, but the, try to understand why that is rather than just thinking it's, you know, what it, what you think it is. Cause chances are, you don't know as much about being an attorney unless you have spoken to attorneys about what it's like to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, most definitely. And then, yeah, just, I mean, in your perspective of being a lawyer, what are your favorite and I guess least favorite parts of being a lawyer? Yeah, so certainly I, a little bit of a loaded question because being an attorney has a lot of uh, layers to it. Um, there's definitely parts that are great. There's parts that aren't. Um, some parts that are great are that your work, there's so many different types of practice. And when you are a licensed attorney, you can really, you can switch between them. You can take on more, you can you are, it opens a lot of doors to you. Um, but sometimes it's only like getting the degree is just the first step. A lot of people are lawyers and practice in areas that they didn't take one law school class in. So it's cool in that it's a really expansive profession and it's uh, extremely stimulating and um, it really teaches you how to think um, and to think critically. And um, to ask a lot of questions and yeah, um, things that I don't like about it are it's, it can be very stressful. Um, it can be extremely tolling. Like I said, it's a huge, huge investment of time, money, resources, energy. Um, you know, you will find yourself in law school and like, you'll see your friends who didn't go to law school and they'll be off at five o'clock and like having fun and making a lot of money. And you're just like, why, why am I doing this? Um, but there, you know, there is a reward. You just have to kind of create it for yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I could probably elaborate on reasons that I don't like being, no, I, I, I do like being an attorney. It took me a while. There was there was a time where I didn't and I wasn't sure if I was in the right area, but, but I am so grateful that I did because you have a skill set and it's a skill set that's very desirable. Um, and so if you end up not practicing law, you can, you can really run with it and do a lot. So, yeah. Awesome. And then I guess in the perspective of mentorship and advice that you have gotten, because of course you've given us really, really great advice, but um, what is the best piece of professional advice that you have received? Yeah, I think um, listening and, and just like, it was, it's so simple, but it's like, try to listen and take in um, the experience of attorneys who are older than you, oftentimes there's a lot of subtext to what they're, they're saying. Um, there's a lot of different dynamics in a law firm. Um, there's a lot of personalities and um, trying to create some level of like emotional intelligence really will take you far. As a lawyer, people 
really remember and associate you with um, a reputation that you create um, as a lawyer. And that starts very early on. So, um, you know, I think it was really important to me to hear that from people because I was so quick to get excited about something or ask, um, ask a lawyer something, but like I was already going in that direction anyway. And just to pause and really listen and listen to the experience of other people who maybe have already done things that you are trying to do um, and can shed some light on it. I think that's huge. Um, another thing is a lot of times you'll hear, don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> there's, there are things that work and there are, there's only so many hours in the day. So if you can do things efficiently, it doesn't need to be perfect. Um, I think the best thing I've heard recently was uh, done is better than perfect. And I, I really liked that because I will dwell on something sometimes for far too long. <laughs> awesome. I mean, thank you so much for that. And then just for our final question for our listeners that are really strongly considering a career in law, can you really, can you provide us with some I guess, tangible tips and recommendations for making that important decision? Yeah, I would say start exploring it early. There's no harm in reaching out to any lawyers that you know, even if it's like your brother's friend's cousin, you know, lawyers love to talk about themselves. So talk to them and ask them what they do and, and ask, just ask questions and try to take it all in. And also think about like what you like and um, and try to learn what areas of the law exist for that. Some people don't want to be in a courtroom. They don't want to speak very much. They want to write, or they want to crunch numbers, um, or they uh, or they're really passionate about speaking and oral argument. Um, you know, some people don't want to deal with the criminal system at all. It's too dark. Some people um, they love tax or real estate or whatever, and so. Um, I would say just really try to think about what you like and, and then learn more about the areas of law that, that cater to that and, and see, and, and you don't have to have all the answers going into law school. I had no idea what practice area I wanted to do. Um, and I didn't even know after law school for a long time, I kind of stumbled into it. So, and, and that is not uncommon. Um, and so you're not going to know everything before you go. Um, and, and don't try to do that either, you know, but um, just gather information. And, uh, and as vague as that sounds, I don't mean for it to sound vague. There are books out there that are like, what to do, you know, things to think about before going to law school, like look into it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think there's an avoid some, there is a, tendency for certain, you know, especially it's, I think it's also a generational thing. Um, some people don't want to face the idea of going into the job market. And so they think more school is like, okay, I'll deal with that. I'll just, let me just go to law school and, um, and then I'll kind of punt that decision. And, and that's not the best approach to take to law school. Uh, you want to kind of have a decent sense of what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come here and talk with us, me, VSC, and our students. And really appreciate all of the really great tips, knowledge, and advice that you've 
been able to really share with us here today. Of course, I, I hope some of it was helpful. Um, but yeah, my pleasure. <laughs>